I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, Redcasters, be sure to subscribe to our channel and ring the bell to be notified about our latest videos. Go Big Red. Welcome to the Go Big Redcast, the Husker Fan Sports Show. Welcome to the Go Big Redcast. I'm your host, Redcast Rob, and I'm here tonight with my other co-host tonight, Abby something. Hi. Oh, no hot take for us tonight? or Not yet. We'll see. We'll see how the night goes. All right. And then very special co-host, I guess always a Husker, once a Husker, always a Husker, and uh, former tight end for our Huskers, Chancellor Brewington. How are you tonight, sir? I'm great. Thank you for having me on, man. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So I think what I want to do tonight is just kind of do it as a regular Redcast, only <sighs> – the Redcast guys, except for myself, are, are not here this evening. But I just want to talk about the current state of the team. We're in a bye week. We're three and three. Um, you know, the presser was today. Rule said some really interesting things. Um, so I'd like to talk a little bit about that. I'd like to talk a little bit about the defense and just how well they're playing. Abby, you're our stats person back there. So I know that you've got, uh, you know, some good analytics for us, you know. <laughs> Um, she's looking at me like that, like like I'm crazy or something. But I know she 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 knows a lot more than she's letting on there, um, you know. And I'd like to kind of get your take on some of the things that are going on too. Uh, for example, maybe what it's like for some of these players that are having to change positions, right? Like going from like wide receiver to running back, or even uh, like because yourself, right? You went from wide receiver to tight end when when you were over there playing last year. So um, those are just some of the things we can get into. Um, you know, we can we can talk a little bit more about maybe the upcoming game against Northwestern. Uh, that's a team that I don't really know a whole lot about, um, you know, obviously other than like the turmoil they're going through. But they're not a terrible team, apparently, this year either. Their record. What are they? Two and three right now. Is that is that right? Um, so, you know, we can get into that. But, um, you know, let's let's start out. A, I'll, I'll throw up the graphic there and we can start talking a little bit about this offense and kind of some of the things that we're seeing on there. All right. So, um, you know, coming out of this game, uh, you know, it was a win. And I, I, I think I'd be lying if I said that it didn't 100% feel like a win um, should. I think that's the easiest way to put it, right? I mean, right. you know we had the W. It was a great way to start the weekend. You knew you were going to wake up on Saturday and, you know, the W was still going to be there. They're not going to take that away from us. But there was a lot of things going on with this offense that, um, you know, I think a lot of these players are being used in a certain way that they're kind of being forced to have to do with a lot of these injuries that keep happening, right? We lost our top two running backs. We're losing wide receivers either to um, retiring from football, going into the transfer portal or injury. Um, you know, our tight ends are, are stepping up. 
right? Fedoni has what, like two or three touchdowns now this year. He's got, got some amazing catches out there on the field. Um, it's almost like he's a freshman out there because he hasn't really had a chance to play. Um, you know, what are some of your observations, Chancellor, about, about what's going on out there on the offensive side of the ball coming from the offensive side of the ball when you were a player? Yeah, I think the first thing you look at is, uh, you know, the, the depth that was last year and, and the guys that you lose um, going into this season, I think um, from a starting lineup standpoint or even the two deep, um, you know, Marcus is out. So now there's no receiver that played last year. Um, there's, you know, you got Bork. Bork played, you know, a few, uh, quite a few snaps last year. Uh, you got Thomas, who's this is his first year. But O-line wise, there's a couple new pieces. But, um, you know, and then in the running back room, um, three guys who really got snaps are A.G., um, Gabe, and um, Ramirez. Who's the last one? Dallas, yeah, Ramirez. Yeah, Ramirez. And so, obviously, with those guys going down, prayers to them. I know that's a, a tough situation. Um, just looking at it, and then the most uh, the most key piece is the quarterback, of course, right? And I think Heinrich is doing a phenomenal job on uh, with what he's been given and the, and the, the circumstances he's been placed in. Um, especially with the new offense coordinator, um, still trying to find out the identity, who we're going to be, um, how are we going to be effective? But um, it's it's been fun to watch. Uh, guys are guys are going to be thrown in new roles. Guys are going to be elevated um, coming up here soon. So it's just going to be fun to watch. Yeah, it's interesting to me too because you said it, and, and we're six games into a season, we have no idea what our identity is, and of course, it's probably not even going to look the same. You know going forward, right? We're going to continue to try and grow, but rule kind of indicates that, you know, he's not going to open the playbook for these guys if they can't get the plays that they're doing right. Correct. So, I mean, mm -hmm. you know, especially with the turnovers and the fumbles um, and the almost turnovers uh, in a lot of situations, you know, and, and, you know, it's uh, Abby, that's something that, that I think everyone's a little bit concerned about, but, also, you know, let's let's look at it. Like, what are some of the positive things that you're seeing on your end? Like, when you watch the games and you and you see the team, you know, running, you know, marching down the field, you know, not only scoring, but like, what are some of the things you're seeing that you like or that you'd like to continue? Yeah, I think I think going with what Chancellor said, like, I think Heinrich Heinrich looks really good for basically being a freshman. Like, he's he's never even played in a college game before. I don't even think he got into that. 2021 Northwestern game. I don't, I don't think they put him in for that. So you've got a kid who has taken no snaps in no game snaps. And I think he's done really well. There are things like his throwing motion drives me crazy every time. And I get it. Like, I don't, I don't know. I read somewhere that that's not how he threw in high school. And you can see that he can throw those really nice, pretty high deep balls. Um, but I just like that everybody on the team is playing tough and they're not playing scared and not that I don't want to say the team that we've ever played scared before, but I think you see a real willingness to like put your shoulder down, do what has to get done, run those extra couple of yards, keep churning. And I think that that's been the most impressive thing that I've seen out of them. And that's out of everybody of Heinrich and uh, AG and um, even just, you know, our, I call them our baby receivers, but you know, our, our wide receiving core, like you see them, trying and running through their routes and doing the things they're supposed to be doing. Um, and so that's what I've been most impressed with. It's just the, um, a lot like the volleyball team, like you, you can't tell the volleyball team that they're young because they don't play that way. And it almost at times feels like you can't tell this offense that they're new because they don't, they, 
you see glimpses where they play like they're not and they play like they've been playing together. And I think that's really encouraging, um, especially going into the next few weeks um, will be a good, a good opportunity for him to really kind of uh, continue to gain that experience. Yeah. And if you had it on your bingo card, Redcasters, for when um, Abby would mention the volleyball team, you can go ahead and take your shot now. Because, you know, it's uh, I I was I was curious and we are about seven minutes in seven and a half minutes in. She brought up volleyball, which is which is great because the volleyball team still number two in the nation. They are undefeated. Um, I don't even know what the record is because it doesn't matter because they haven't lost. And that's all that really matters. Right. You go into every week, zero and zero. Um, one of the things that I'm noticing on the offensive side, I think that I really like right now is the way that our wide receivers are blocking on the field and not just some of the wide receivers, but all the wide receivers. There was a um, one of the touchdowns and I'm trying to remember who ran it in because I was watching everything else going on in the field at the time. But um, Malachi. He threw a block on one of those on one of those uh, end zone runs where, I mean, that's not something that you normally see out of a out of a freshman wide receiver. Right. I mean, you might see out of freshman a lot of other positions, but he he's been out there throwing blocks, getting blocks and looking like he's earning his playing time. You know, and, and Chancellor, that's a position I think that you you hold close to your heart. And, you know, it's a. Uh, you know, what's that like getting out there like as a wide receiver and 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 basically knowing that like 60, 70 percent of your role is to get out there and, you know, block on the outside and, and you know, make sure that guys are able to, to get down the field farther. Yeah, I would say it's definitely selfless. Um, at the end of the day, you have to look at it like, you know, as as a as a young guy coming into college, I've been there where. Um, you know, you just came from getting 70, 80 balls your, your senior year. Then all of a sudden um you're kind of, kind of not not the one number one target, and you and you have to you have to uh, create create uh, momentum for yourself. And how you do that is in the run game, getting involved with that. And uh, it's all about effort. At the end of the day, run blocking is all about effort, especially on the outside uh, as a receiver. It's not there's there's a, there's technique aspects to it, but it's really just about effort and will. And um, it's cool, man, to to see freshman receivers go in there and, and do their thing. Um, the one thing I'll say is um, it's all about gaining confidence week by week, uh, play by play, catch by catch. Um, you know, we saw him get his first catch and then all, uh, Malachi get his first catch. And then all of a sudden, um, you know, you kind of see the the confidence creep in. You know what I'm saying? Like he gets the ball back in his hands. And uh, that that's really how it starts at any level. Just just uh, gaining momentum each game and, and gaining confidence. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And that, that catch was nice, too. It was a nice little out route. You know, he caught it. I think it was like a what seven, eight yard catch or something like that that he got down the field and and uh, caught that. And I, I was texting with his mom and dad during the game. They were at the game. They haven't missed a game yet this year. And I was like, he caught it. Like I didn't know what else to say. You know, I was so excited because we, we had been texting about it. You know, basically for the whole season. And and uh, I mean, just the text message. I, I mean, they they had to just be beaming, right? Because they they're just they're the best people. Um, you know, Craig and Miranda are just are just really good people. And it's always cool to kind of see the way that this team is developing under under coach rule. Right. And I don't know if you had a chance to meet him or talk to him at all, you know, in in, in his time since he's come in here at all. But, you know, some of the things that that I'm really seeing for him and, and, and it's a word and Abby and I've gone on with Abby about this before. There's a word I hate, but I'm going to use it. Um, is the culture that he's creating. Um, you know, I just feel like it's such a 
buzzword that it bugs me, but you know, the culture he's creating around this team and not just, not just with the players, it's the coaches, you know, it's most of the fan base, um, you know, it, it, a lot of um, just even outside of Husker nation, a lot of people, the way that they're talking about it, it's not just kind of like, you don't feel like there's a lot of snark towards the team anymore. Right. You feel like, there's actually like this, okay, rule is kind of taking this team the right direction and he's doing the right thing. And I'm curious, like, again, from your perspective, like, you know, kind of what, what do you see that's going on that might be different from, you know, you know, previous years? Yeah, I would just say it's, it's definitely a culture thing. Um, we were just talking about run blocking. Um, you can, you can kind of tell a little bit on, especially as an offense, but also as a team, um, how selfless the team is based on how the receivers block downfield. Um, so uh, that's kind of a staple in the offense. Um, that's something we used to talk about, and it's to see them actually executing it. Um, that there's only one answer to why that's happening. Um, you know, first of all, the the things that Coach Rule is doing are are tremendous, and the guys are buying into it, and they playing at a high level. And when you when you when you believe in a system, when you believe in uh, what the head man is saying, when you believe in um, what the coaches are preaching, um, it spreads. It's it's a it's an infectious, it's a positive, infectious environment in the locker room, and then um, that trickles down to the way you practice. The way you practice that trickles down to the way that you prepare for the game. Um, the way you pair, prepare for the game and influence um, and ultimately causes you to perform well um, on Saturday. So. Uh, man, I, I just, it's, it's been fun to watch, man. Yeah. Well, speaking of watching and Abby, I know you're, you, well, you have something that's, it looked like you were about what? to say something. So. I have a question and maybe you can't answer it. So let me know if you, if you could have had another year of eligibility, would you have come back? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's good. I mean, no, <laughs> it's just, cause you know, some people are like, no, nah, I'm done. Like, it's cool. I've been through enough coaching changes. I'm, I'm ready to be done. So I, it's Oh, just, never, never. Never done. <laughs> uh, yeah, what what are you doing with what are you doing with your time right now? I guess I know yeah, this, this is supposed I, to be an interview, but I guess you know. Oh uh, no, <laughs> no, I'm, I'll be the XFL and USFL just merged, so uh, I was gonna play on the USFL team. So we're just figuring out which team it's gonna be. But yeah, I'm still playing. So to answer your question, I would have for sure came back if that opportunity was still there. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And that's was it? Did you just not get the COVID year? Is that what happened or? Yeah, it was something funny with, uh, you know, I have my whole career, I've had about six six surgeries. and um, But at my previous school, I had two season-ending injuries, and usually you're granted another year. But one of them fell on the COVID 2020 year. So they viewed that as, uh, I don't know, they viewed it as basically it didn't happen. So, it, it, you know, NCAA does things like what that. They do. You know? Yeah, they do yeah. what they do. And Is it nice to be able to say that now? And not- <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we all share the feelings it's okay well that's cool so yeah you just gotta you let everyone know and i'm sure you will like when once you actually you know get on a team because that'll be my team man that's that's who oh, I'll yeah, root for, for. Sure. i don't i don't have an extra sure. fellow team or anything like that um you know everyone here with the red cast knows i'm a big raider fan so i had a really good weekend this week so. oh yeah for yeah, sure yeah um and you're in lincoln right now too right you're uh yeah just for a couple of weeks but yeah Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I saw you were looking for a cameraman. Oh, so Redcasters, anyone listening and when listen to the show later, once we, once we put out on podcast, if you know, a good cameraman or anything like that um, in the Lincoln area, hit up chancellor. Cause he's looking for somebody for something. And I'm sure he's got something uh, brewing. 
Uh, yeah. uh, okay, I'll I'll sit down. Um, okay, so another another thing I want to bring up too, and, and it was one of the big concerns for um, you know, before the season, I think for a lot of people was our offensive line, right? While we're still talking offense. Um and one of the things that I will say is that, you know, because I, I tend to try to take a look at more of the positive stuff. Um, we are one of the top teams in the country rushing the ball this year, right? And and we and that's one of the things that is uh, the identity of Nebraska revolves around rushing the football. Um, you know, some of the pass protection obviously isn't right where we need it to be or want it to be. But at the same time, you know, we're kind of figuring out a little bit of identity with this running the ball and running some of the option and everything. Um, you know, what are what are you guys seeing out of out of that right now that that you think working in on the bye week that we might be able to just continue to, to push forward with? Um, I think the, the level of play is 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 going up each week um, in all aspects. Um, you know, it, it really does not matter where you start off because live bullets are live bullets and there's nothing like it. You can try to, to simulate it in camp, but there's really nothing like live bullets. Um, at the at the end of the day, um, I think it, it boils down to the coaching, man. If, if, if guys are getting better throughout the year, that means they're getting coached well. And um, that means they're taking in the coaching. Um, so that also reflects on the player as well. So I just see a lot of guys on both sides of the ball, their 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 level of play going up. Um, so ultimately, when you have a a good team first has a defense, and I know we'll talk about that, of course. Yeah, but, we, we're going to get um, the next the next part goes to um, obviously quarterback play, and then it goes to kind of how how does the offensive line dominate the line of scrimmage? So we're seeing them we're seeing them get better and better, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so. I mean, that's that's kind of all you can ask on a, on a football team is for your O-line to get better and better, and they're doing that. So, uh, I, shoot, as, as a pure fan, not even as a former player, I would look at things and say, man, I, I feel I feel good about where this is going, you know? Yeah, well, that's, well, that's good, too. And I think I think I, I can say that you'll never be 100% pure fan because you have been a player, so you know what it takes out there to, to do it. And I don't know if you saw this comment from one of our listeners – watch right now greg it says does the usfl know they're getting an assassin so you know <laughs> that's, uh, i appreciate it man yeah and and huss and huss jerry said they put they've been put on alert so so that's uh yeah that's that's good i i like that a lot yeah they're also getting a good guy that that's probably the best part about it um you know all right now let's let's talk about the most controversial um aspect of our offense so far and i think that for me there's no controversy i know who my starter is right now just based off of the fact that you know he's three and one and he's and he's been out there and he's he obviously looks really confident on the field and that's Harvard um but you know we also got Sims out there and you know all these people all over social media think they know the best answer about what's going on and I think the rule best said it best today when he said that you know right now if we had to start the game today and play Harburg would be the starter but come after all these practices and, and come the game for Northwestern, he's not going to announce who the starter is too far ahead of time except for right before the game, because he wants these guys to maintain a competitive edge and continue to work harder and harder. Right. Um, and I didn't know that. I just learned that. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> there you go, man. Well, breaking news for you. Cause last time you were on, you broke news to me that you were actually going to get to play because you were recovering from your surgery. And then uh, I think Sam McEwen over at the Omaha world Herald, Steve Sipple, the next day, a few other guys on in the media, like actually 
I didn't even know they actually really did listen to the show. I thought they were full of it, but they basically came right out after your interview and were like, it's announced he's playing. And I was like, Oh my God, I broke news right there. On the <laughs> awesome. So, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah. So he did say that today in his press conference, that was one of the things that, that he touched on, um, you know, and I like that. I, I, I mean, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I like that attitude. Um, I think Henrik um, has really proven himself to just be a gamer out there. Um, does he have the best arm? No, but when, man, some of those throws that he makes, they're on a rope. You know what I mean? They've just got some zip behind them. Um, they're not always accurate, but they're getting more accurate. Uh, you can see in the, in the game um, against Illinois this week, some of those, uh, you know, routes over the middle that he's been throwing, you know, just trying to like open guys up and get them on slants. Um, you know, he's getting a lot more accurate. Did he almost throw a few interceptions? Yes. Did he throw any interceptions? No. So, I mean, that's, you know what I mean? It's like if, yeah. if, if his wide receivers can't catch it, I guarantee you a DB is not catching it. Right. I mean, that's, that's why they're DBs. Oh, he did. He throw one last week. He yeah, did. Yeah. Like Alex just knocked that guy down in like one of the hardest hits. Oh and yeah. That live and, and like, you could just hear everybody just go, Oh, Oh, cause it was. <laughs> that's right. I just, you know, it's, but, I'm sorry. but for I me, don't mean to burst your bubble, but oh no, that's okay. And I don't, I mean, I again, I, I, I try really hard to stay positive and not look at the negative, so I don't always pay good, attention to turnovers, right? It was a good hit by Alex, so we'll give that's the positive in that. Yeah, that's the positive on Great that. I gave an up. offensive guy a chance yeah. to lay a, the hit, but you know, from that, like, what. Like, what's your perspective? Because it's so great to know that we have a backup like Sims, right? I mean, a guy with that much playing experience right now, if he even stays a backup, maybe he maybe he's 100% healthy and gets to come into the game and, and plays against Northwestern. But, you know, our quarterback situation has been one that um, has just gone back and forth, uh, you know, with the fan base, at least at this point. And, you know, I'm just curious what you guys think about that, too. <laughs> I know. I don't say what you got no nobody's got anything to say about it no i, I mean just, i think yeah go ahead go ahead abby go ahead i was gonna say like i feel like mine is so just like hedging my bets but i just trust rule that it's gonna be whoever does the best like whoever he thinks gives us the best opportunity i would like to see if jeff is back to 100 i would like to see him back out there i'd like to see you know like maybe that was I don't want to say like pre-game, you know, like early game jitters. Maybe that was things like the crowd and just all of that. So I I would like to see him back out there to see what he, you know, like what he can do. Because I do think he can do good things for us. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I, I think Heinrich will start, but I wouldn't be mad if Jeff started. I just think like, I, I don't know. I'm a trust my coach kind of person and they – they see practice. They see all of that more than anybody else does. So for any of us to be like, well, no, but Jeff's not good. But we don't know that. They're like, We don't know really what's happening. So yeah. my guess is Heinrich. But if Jeff's 100, I wouldn't be surprised if Jeff yeah. doesn't start. Yeah, I think um, yeah, I agree with everything you just said. Um, I think it's it's cool. It's cool because we didn't even talk about Trevor. Um, and, uh, you know, all three of those guys can, can be playing, you know, I've seen enough from Jeff and I know, uh, what we've seen from Hyrick and I've obviously seen, been with Chubb and seen him play. All three of those guys can go be playing, you know, division one football at another school and be the starting quarterback leading a, a program, you know, and being, and being a captain of the team. So, um, so shout out to all of them. Um, that's the tough thing about quarterback. There's only one guy who plays usually. So. 
you don't get to see everyone. Um, it's not like tight end where three guys usually play a game or linebackers, six guys might play a game. So um, obviously it's a, it's a, a dominant position and it's the most, it's the most important position in football. And uh, you know, what we've been seeing from Hyrick is, is first of all, he's winning. Um, yeah. So uh, that's not to take away from not to say that Jeff can't win or Chubba can't win. That's not what I'm saying, but the fact of the fact is he is winning. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and, and he, he does some does some exciting stuff and unique stuff. He's a dynamic player. He's an explosive player. So it's going to be fun to watch. And and I'd be curious. I'd be curious. I'd be uh, – I wouldn't be surprised if, if coming up we see some um, – this next game we see some two quarterback sets here. So I'll be honest. I think uh, I think the way uh, University of Kansas has done some stuff, the just – the, the way they've implemented having two dynamic uh, quarterbacks and two dynamic athletes at that, because um, at the end of the day, Jeff can run the football um, and so can Hyrick. So um, I, w- I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Northwestern, we, all of a sudden we see uh, Jeff going at quarterback and Hyrick line up at wing, or we see uh, uh, Jeff at quarterback and Hyrick come in motion from the slot. So that that's um, something I wouldn't be surprised, and I would love to see it because you can do so many cool things um, from an offense perspective. But but yeah, they're both they're both great football players. I think Howard's playing good right now. Yeah, I I don't disagree with anything either one of you said. And Chuba, I'm sorry if you happen to listen to the show. I wasn't trying to leave you out, and and I think you are perfectly oh, capable and uh, and 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 very useful quarterback on this team and and quite frankly if it came down to it and you had to play i'd I'd have all the confidence that you would be able to run this offense so please don't come at me um you know so i think i think we've talked about the offense plenty i mean and it's funny i started thinking about too and this is a perfect time to be doing a show like this too because we're six games into the season halfway through we're halfway to a bowl game right and we've got some we've got some winnable games as as also something coach said today is there's there's not a team in our schedule we can't beat and there's not a team on our schedule that can't beat us so you know it's basically he's looking at it as like every single game we got to go out there and play that team like you know they're absolutely capable of winning the game as well and i do like that um you know and and that being said the backbone of this team so far has been the black shirts and so we'll throw the bones here and you know, talk a little bit about this defense and, and some of the things that we're seeing out of them that we have not seen from Husker Nation in, in a few years at least, right? I, you know, so, um, you know, one thing that, I, that I'm that i really liking and a name that I hear a lot every single time I watch the game is Nash Huntmacher, right? Huntmaker, Huntmacher, I'm, I'm still not, like I hear it 10 different ways and I'm just going to say Huntmacher because, you know, I'm, I'm sure it's got its European roots in there. Um but, you know, that that's a guy that there like a couple years ago when during the spring game, when he was a freshman, I was I was in town in Lincoln watching the spring game and I met his mom and dad in the lobby. And his dad is just as big as he is. I don't know if you've met him before. Um, and, you know, I was thinking, oh, my God, if this kid can pull it together and, and be the player who we think he should be, he's going to really show us something because he, he he could end up like an NFL talent. And this year. The way that he's playing, he could very easily end up NFL talent. I mean, he is just a run stopper in the middle. He's plugging everything up. He's taking on tacklers and still making ta- or taking on blockers and still making tackles. Um, you know, and and you know this D line, uh, this 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 three three five defense that we got going. You know, it's 
it's a uh, it seems to be working really well against the run um sans one game uh that we will not talk about um, it will be our voldemort and uh you know i think that uh something that we're seeing and, and stopping the run in the big 10 west is probably the number one thing a defense has to know how to do right uh winning the trenches so um you know outside of that i think that we need to continue to focus on that as our defense and make sure that they that they you know let this defense take us to a lot of wins this year but you know i'm, I'm really liking what i see and and, and i'd love to kind of get from you guys what 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 you're seeing there when you're watching the game because I, I i've kind of stopped paying attention to a lot of different things in the game this year that i normally pay attention to because i've been watching the trenches so much and just watching those guys getting car accidents play after play after play you know it's been a lot of fun to see so i mean you were in those trenches a little bit right offense and on the offensive side of the ball so tell us a little bit about that what you're seeing because i've watched some of your youtube videos and when you're watching the games and the way you react and see things so what what are you seeing when you're watching that um you know like you said uh nash um ty the freshman um von papo i think his name Pop yeah or something. riley um yeah. yeah um and then the way who i, I don't want to miss him when the way cam's playing the way prince is playing the way jamar like all them guys up front um you know the, the three down linemen including the jack uh the way they're playing and getting pushed back and and uh, blowing up a lot of runs is is uh, really key in a three three five. Um, you know, if you don't have a strong line presence in three three five, it's really easy to run the football. Um, but if you don't have that, and it's 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 if you do have that, then it's hard, it's really easy to stop the run. Um, and you know, you got so like that's the thing though. Like I'd be really looking at the games and and really watching them and obviously i have relationships with guys on the team but um putting that aside and just purely looking at it from a football perspective there's so many guys playing high level football you know um and then and then also you know you start the year off and guys are in the right position and guys are uh, real close to making plays and all of a sudden they're getting turnovers and they're and they're in their in the right position, but they're also getting the terminals and executed. Now you're saying, now you're seeing forced fumbles or fumble recoveries. Now you're seeing picks um, and things like that. So, um, you know, starting from like the linebacker position, you got, I'm obviously going to say my dog, Javen, right? Um, not even because my dog, but he's, but he's playing high level football. Um, and if you go and look at tackle percentage, you want to look at uh, cover snaps, you want to look at, uh, any type of any type of grade, uh, he's playing amazing. Um, and then the secondary, uh, GIF had a fantastic game. Uh, Q uh, Q's playing at a high level. I think MC's playing at a high level. I think Omar's uh, Omar's really showing people what he can do. Um, and then also, you know, I, I missed all the other linebackers. Uh, the way John Bullock <laughs> stepped up, Makai. Well, they're playing like, like 22, 23 guys a game. Literally. Like, so it's like, no, they re- yeah. literally, yeah. Yeah. And it's like every time some, every time they get in, they're making a play. Like yeah. it's never a time where like we haven't seen someone who's came in, they haven't made a play. Like think right. about that. Like there's sometimes when you watch a game, like oh, I didn't really see him like make a play. Like I could literally break down every Illinois, every, every player that came into the Illinois game and what play they made and yeah. affected the game. Um, yeah, so and it's that's it's, so special. I, yeah, it's, and it's crazy too because um, I think you you know you mentioned Giff and and Judy as well. You know what I mean? Those guys like you yep. know they're they're uh, out there just 
just blowing it up. You know, they're, they're making the other team's offense, you know, do things that maybe they're not comfortable doing, um, you know, forcing Illinois to throw the ball, you know, a lot more than they were forcing him to throw. Cause I can't run. Right. I think um, there was a guy on Twitter that made a comment, something like in the off season that, you know, Oh, Illinois was going to blow Nebraska out by 30 points. And I, I bookmarked it and I retweeted it and I said, 30 points. I said, bro, you couldn't even get 30 yards rushing. You know, I mean, <laughs> I think they're in the first drive, they had like 23 yards rushing and they ended up with like 21 or something like that total for the oh, game. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that tells you how well our run defense was, um, you know, but Gifford, I think I even, I even threw a tweet out there during the game as I was live tweeting everything. And I said, I think Gifford won this individually won this game on the defensive side of, for us on the ball at least six different times. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. I mean, it seemed like that guy was there. I mean, if if one guy was making a tackle, Gifford was there assisting on it, right? It just felt like that was what was going on on there. And um, I agree with you 100% that these guys are just out there. Everyone's making plays. They're all over the field. You're hearing all the different names. There's times where every single player on the defensive line that's out there is either a redshirt freshman or a true freshman playing on the defense like uh, for like you know two or three plays in a row right on the rotations like where else are you going to see that in in the country right now right like where is that going to be uh something you see and um abby how are how are you feeling about that a little bit like you know what what are you seeing because that's some of my favorite things are just watching those lines just blow up the offensive side of the ball yeah beautiful um putting pressure on the quarterback which it feels like it's been a long time since that's been consistent um I did have a note that was just like, we get to him, but God damn, we can't, sorry. <laughs> we can't tackle. We just couldn't seem to tackle him, but I think we've seen that that's improved this season. So it's, yeah, we kind of give a little bit of that. Um, yeah. I just think watching, watching those guys just fly to the ball is what we've, what I grew up watching with Nebraska. Well, I can't say we, um, <laughs> so that's the defense that like, when it came out against Minnesota and when we saw it for every 99% of the games that we played so far this year, and that's the way our defense has played the entire game, that's been the best part. And so I think even like thinking back to that very first drive um, and we watched it happen in the stands and everybody around us were just like, oh, no, oh, no, this is going to be a long game. What is going to happen? And then getting a fourth and one stop on the goal line, but fourth and half an inch, I think is what Bert decided to call it. Like, great, good. And I, I told the person, I, I told my boyfriend, I was like, that's it. We're going to win this game. That's, I mean, we're going to win this game. 
it doesn't matter. They're not going to stop us. We've done it. This like somehow right in that very first place, seeing the way that the defense came together and just seemed like they was like, nah, nope, not doing it was enough for me to show that the growth of our defense that it gave me enough confidence. And uh, yeah, Luke, I mean, obviously Gifford played well, Phelan Sanford played so well coming in and yes. having played defense really for the first time. Um, and just like huge shout Omar Brown is like slowly becoming my very favorite person to watch on the field because I think every single game he's had some major impact play. And I'm just, it's that thing of just like, you're so proud for me. It's just like, Oh, you're so proud when there's that one person who just keeps, who keeps getting better and keeps showing what he's made of. And and that's one that I can think of every game just off the top of my head. is like, Oh, I mean, Omar's just coming to life this season. And I think that's so great for him. Um, yeah, and I, I will say, you know, there was one point, I think, through like two or three games, we were one of the top teams in the nation in sacks. And then, you know, there's a whole um, injuries on the defensive side of the ball that, the, that, you know, obviously you could tell those guys uh, were making an impact and then we needed them. And then we got them back. And sure enough, you know, against Illinois, I mean, we were we were wrecking balls on that side of the ball. And, and something that uh, Husk Jerry put up, and I just put it up here, he said, tackling seems like night and day difference. Haven't really had too many missed uh, tackles more. Wow, that was a really nice wrap-up than anything. And I will say that that's one of the biggest things that I've noticed for the defense this year, too, is the fact that they are wrapping guys up. They're not just trying to use their shoulders to knock them down. You know, they're actually getting in there. And every time there's a tackle made, there's two, three, four, five guys right there making that tackle with them at the end you know they're not it's not just one guy trying to bring a guy down uh you know it's four guys bringing that guy down once the once the ball carrier is wrapped up um and it's a beautiful thing to see um you know and and a lot of these dbs we're not hearing their names as much because the fact of the matter is is like you know there's it's just if you don't hear a db's name that's good that means that they're not getting the ball caught against them right so that's that's one of the things that I uh, that I kind of look for, um, you know, and and again, the the entire defensive side of the ball, it just feels like it's a machine right now. I think, is that a good word to you? It's a machine. Yeah. man. it's like it seems like there's a lot of working parts. Um, it scared me a lot going into the season. Um, I'll be honest, because, you know, I was watching a lot of like White's previous film from like Syracuse and some other places that he'd been and, and just kind of, and I was like, wow, like, you know, good defenses, but they're all over the ball. And, you know, it doesn't always feel like, okay, in the ACC, how is this going to translate to the big 10? Right. Because everyone knows that, you know, the running the ball and how, how is this going to work here? And it's like night and day. I mean, if he, if he had a resume of how to run his defense, he can throw all that out. I think as far as I'm concerned and just use this year, about what a three three five should look like, right? I mean, it's it's just been something. It's it's been a thing of beauty, and you know, it's uh, a lot of teams try to build from the offensive side of the ball, and then you know, and try to score more points than the other team. And I think the best way to uh, score more than the other team is to keep the other team from scoring, right? And we're doing a pretty darn good job of that. I'd use a different word, but this is a family show. And I already did. Sorry. Oh, you did? Did you? Oh man! Yeah, I, I apologize for it right away. But it's great. Fine. Now we're gonna get flagged on YouTube and, and you know go on there. Um, is there anything else from the de- the defense? It's nice because I, I I could say let's break it down by by position. You know, linebacker, all this. But I think I think you know calling it a machine and saying like how well they're playing all together is a pretty good way of putting it. Right? I mean, it's like 
you really can't say enough about them, but it's really easy to just kind of sum them up. Um, you know, but one of the things that, that I'd like to do too here, and, and I know, like I said, this is an interview chancellor, but um, your YouTube channel, man, right now, you know, is, is, is a thing of just beauty as well, man. It's like a well-oiled machine. And, and uh, I, re I go back and I, and I watch clips of it and, you know, I've been catching it and, you know, how did you come up with this idea just to sit there, watch the game, record yourself watching the game? Because the reactions that you have on some of those is just, I mean, if, if anyone needs a good smile, you know, you know, tune in. You, I'll, I'll let you kind of tell everyone what you're doing out there. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't even going to turn into that. Um, but I, I was I was going, uh, I, I, it was a Thursday night game for the Minnesota. I was like. I don't know. I should just do like a little YouTube video on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll just like talk about it. And then um, I did it and, you know, it got some, it got some clicks and stuff and we've been doing all right. But, um, you know, we're, we're slowly like going to start showing like different sides of uh, some players and um, just some, some things like not really football related, but football, but just life at the end of the day. Cause I think football and life go hand in hand when you intertwine those, uh, that's how you become a great football player. So showing that side, showing someone's life, um, how they look at things and stuff like that uh, later on the line. But what we have been doing is just breaking down games. Um, and and I actually get to talk like I'm in the film room, um, like I'm uh, watching it with a coach or watching it with a player and just literally saying, you know, I might I might call out a play or oh, I think they're doing this or think they're doing that. Um, maybe sometimes I'm right. Sometimes I'm wrong. But um but yeah, it's just been fun to to know the guys, know how hard they work, know uh, the ins and outs. Um, you know, obviously not saying too much, but um, yeah, uh, just being able to to react to the videos, it's been fun, man. Yeah, it, 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 you know what it reminds me of is the Peyton cast, right? Like uh, <laughs> on Monday Night Football. That's exactly what it what it brings to mind, right? Where you know Peyton and Eli are on there because that's what I watch when I watch Monday Night Football now. I was, except for last night. So when my team's playing, I can't. I get weird, man. If I'm not at the game, I will, I sit alone watching the games. I don't watch them with other people. I get invited to go places. Um, I just hole up in the basement usually, or like I'll do like housework, like fold laundry while I'm watching the game because like idle hands, I just, you know, I'm like, Oh my God, it's, uh, it's going to kill me. And I'm an old man. I don't want to have a heart attack or anything. So I got to keep myself moving. And uh, last night I actually went to the gym for the entire first half of the Raider game and, and, like the entire second quarter I was on the treadmill running. Um, so like, I can't, I can't sit and watch a game like that because half the things I say are not appropriate for anywhere. And um, I mean, yeah, there's, actually, real. <laughs> there's, there's probably X-rated videos out there that don't have half as many bad words as what I say when I'm watching football games by myself. So it's pretty crazy. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But Abby, I know you've been enjoying it. Um, it's my favorite yeah. part of post games is yeah. watching them. And I do, and like, I think I even asked you this of like, is this what it's like to break down film? Because clearly I have no experience with that. I don't, I've never had to like break down film. So it's really interesting to watch not just a fan reaction, because you do, especially this last one, like, it was a fan reaction which was great. And like standing up at the end. Yes. That is exactly how we all watch it. Um, well, not all of us. I do. I don't sit ever. It's just too stressful for me, but just like all of that's really fun to watch. But then what I really enjoy and what I've sent to my dad are the, like the breakdowns of other games where it's like, like watch this. He's going to call out like what could be played here. Like why this, like why the defenders are lining up here, why we're running this route, all of that. And I find that to be really interesting because obviously no experience in it. And it just helps me just understand the game a little bit, not in the moment because I can't watch that way. But then watching back, um, I feel like that just helps explain a lot more um, and maybe why like we get frustrated when things don't work out. It's like, well, here's maybe why it didn't work out. Exactly. I love that. I think that that's so informative and, and I don't know if, you know, when you're done with the with uh, USFL and wherever else your college or your football playing career takes you, I think you would be a phenomenal coach from that teaching. From if if nothing else, from that teaching aspect, because I think it's this is whatever. Um, I I just think it's so helpful and so informative, and it. So I I love them. Yes, I love those, and I love the little interviews. I I'm assuming that that you're going to get a 72 question interview. One of these yeah, days. I'll get uh, yeah. yeah eventually. <laughs> I I don't even know a person on this earth that would want to ask me seventy two questions. I don't even know if there's seventy two interesting things about my entire life that I that I would put out there. Actually, there probably are, but we don't have to get into that right now. Um, you know, but it's yeah, I agree. And and if and if anything too, you you could probably possibly have a career in television doing exactly what you're doing, especially with the way that a lot of these uh, analysts in these shows are going, you know, like, like I said, it reminds me a lot of, you know, Peyton and Eli doing the Monday night broadcast, just listening to you talk and they break that, they break it down and then they have guests on, right? Like, wow. Yeah. No, that'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, that's that. And uh, yeah, I mean, is there anything? I mean, special teams, do we, do we want to talk special teams? I mean, this, I mean, Brian's fun the ball good. Yeah. <laughs> and our coverage has been amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's run. Yeah. We haven't kicked it to the wrong side of the field yet. We, we have a fake field goal. Um, you know, we've got a true we've got a true yeah, we've got a true freshman who's back there kicking and uh we all know fantastic job. Yeah, he's I mean, you know what I mean? Has he been perfect? No, but um you know what? He hasn't he hasn't cost us a game yet, as far as I know. So I mean it's it's at least as far as I'm concerned, I should say, um, you know, it, and, and some of our losses, though, the reason that we've lost is not because of him, um, you know, and, and that's going to be, that's something I'm looking forward to, but special teams has not been something I've been super concerned about watching this team. 
um, which is exactly how you want special teams to be, right? Um, you know, kick it off, receive it, set it up for the offense, set it up for the defense, whatever it is that you need to do. And, and that's that. I mean, that's exactly how it should be. Um, thoughts on that? At all? It's a good day. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah. Yeah, usually when there's, you know, when you're not really talking about special teams, all of a sudden you look up and like, Oh, we're like tenth in punt coverage, or we're te- we're uh whatever. That means that means guys are just doing their job, and and that's but that that's the culture of what I'm seeing on the team. Just the outside looking in, not even taking what I know from the guys or whatever. Just outside looking in, I'm like, well, just watching on Saturdays, Fridays, Thursdays, Thursdays, whenever they play, it's it's clear that details um, in the way you practice are are being stressed. Um, you know, someone was talking about tackling in one of the comments that the only way you learn how to tackle, not even from the offense, not even from the defense side, but learning how to get tackled. And there, there's a certain way you fall. There's a certain way um, to limit injuries in that in that way, shape or form. But um, just, just the way they're practicing is influencing the way they're playing. And, um, you know, obviously practice makes perfect. But um, in football, it really does. It really does matter the way you practice and the intensity you practice with. Yeah. yeah, I I agree 100%. And even though you know, it sucks, even though it sucks, sometimes, <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. it's not fun. Yeah, it, it's yeah. not fun. Special teams isn't fun. It's more intentional right now, and that's a good feeling. Well, I just like I like that rules philosophy was like if you want to play for me, you're going to play special teams. You know what I mean? Like, and said the guys that get playing time are the guys that are going to play special teams, and I like that. You know what I mean? I like seeing guys that normally would run off the field, you know, on a, on a third down or, you know, on a fourth down or on a kickoff are staying on the field, you know, to play that, to play that down. That, that says a lot, right? I mean, just it, it, the buy-in, I think, is that, is that the buzz buzzword I want to use right there? The buy-in that the <laughs> players are getting, um, you know, on, on that end. Um, what else do we, do we, is there anything else that hasn't been covered tonight that, that we want to talk about at all? Is, is there, do we want to like look forward to Northwestern here in a couple of weeks? And like, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't want to do score predictions at this point because it's a, <laughs> it's a long two weeks and, and I'm going to sleep good this weekend. I'm actually going to get some work done around the house and maybe watch some other t- games, but not have to worry about a win or a loss. Um, and then the following week, I'm headed off to Disneyland. So. Uh, taking the whole family out there for five nights and four days. So that's going to be a good time. Um, let me know if you know anyone who wants to come and feed my cat. Um, <laughs> you know, leaving that that long. Um, you know, I mean, Northwestern is an interesting team. You know what? They're three and three right now. They are, um, you know, they are going just, they had a coaching change. We won't, we won't, we don't need to get into all of that um, drama, but you know, that's a team that, Nebraska traditionally, it's like, you know, it's a 50 50 game for us. Um, you know, it's been a while since we've beaten them. I think it's been, what, a year? A year? Over yeah. a year since we, yeah, we. 2021, we beat them. Fairly, we beat them. That's right. Fairly, fairly well. It was like 56 to something. Just right? a touch of a win. Yeah. Yeah. It was a little bit. I was at Red Rocks watching 311 that night. And like, I think that was, that was a good night. That was a good night. And then, um, but, you know, last year, we don't need to talk about that at all. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I nope. think we, we're done talking about special teams for the night. And then, uh, you know, I hope you had a nice time in Ireland, though, Chancellor. I hope that was a fun experience for you. Um, oh, it was terrible. <laughs> yeah. I, it, yeah, that was uh, – and we had talked probably like a month or two before that, right? Because we had talked about yeah. kind of what that was going to be like over there and everything. 
Um, we don't need to bring that up. That's the last I'll bring that up right there. Um, and then after that, we got Purdue, right? And then the week after that, we've got Michigan State. And so um, I know Coach said that these are teams that could beat us or teams that we could beat them, but I really feel like these are very winnable games. Um, I feel like we could go 3-0 and and make ourselves bowl eligible, leaving like the rest of the season up for basically just to go out there and play their asses off. Um, you know, how are you guys looking at the remaining schedule of the last six games? Same way. I mean, I think, I think there are three or four winnable games on our schedule. Let me say this. I agree with rule. I agree with, I agree with them that there's no team we can't beat. I think there are teams we have a better chance of beating um, than others left on our schedule. I think it's the nice way to say that, but I mean, I think, especially if our defense continues to play the way they played this week, we are in every game. We're in every game and that's all we need. It's right. It's just to be in every game. Um, I am on the, the path to six exists. And I think the path to six exists in the next four weeks over our next three games for sure. And after that, it's just gravy. And except Iowa, which I obviously, which man, we better, them. we better beat Iowa. By the way, congratulations on breaking that, that streak last year and beating yeah. Iowa. Right, <laughs> let's, let's talk about that. Cause that's, that, that was an amazing win. That's a great way to finish your Husker career, huh? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, yeah it was fun. It was fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but going, going back to that, um, I think, I think, uh, you know, just looking at Northwestern, I just saw their box score from last week. Um, and you know, just, it's interesting, you know, there's, you can only tell so much from a bot stream without looking at the actual film. I think they barely beat Howard. I think Howard, you know, if I'm, if I'm correct, isn't Howard HBCU or is that the same Howard? Howard? Uh, It might be. I'm not. So that's an FCS school. Yeah, it might be an FCS school. It wasn't FCS because there was no, I, it was FCS because there's no line on the game. It is, uh, yeah. it is HBCU. Yeah, yeah. it was. There, okay, there so, was no yeah. yeah, and not to disrespect FCS, I came from FCS, so I can <laughs> speak on it. Um, but the level of football, um, a Big Ten team should there there should be no uh, there should be no no back and forth really with the Big Ten team unless you're playing you know some explosive offense and all of a sudden you know it, it, it's something like that. But um, so th- so that that's alarming stat. Uh, um, for them, um, and then I think they they had a close game with Duke. Uh, but but if you just look at if you just look at where we're going, and I think that's that's the main focus. You just got to focus on what we doing because um, any given Sunday, any given Saturday, uh, you can go out and win. And and the one thing the one thing that makes winning uh, so possible and so real and a, a realistic thing is is a fantastic defense, and we have that. Um, no matter what happened two weeks ago, uh, we are a fantastic defense. Um, we have fantastic pieces, uh, starting with a fantastic coach that, that um, is doing the right things. Um, and looking at it from offense perspective, there's like not a lot of things that are open. There's not a lot of holes that they have. I can't really name a hole. Even if I had one in my head, I couldn't really name one. Um, and that's the thing, though. Um, when you have a fantastic defense, it's it, it's gonna it's gonna cause your offense to have to elevate. That's what happens. You don't you don't go throughout the locker room. You don't go throughout practice, and the offense just kind of stays here when the defense is playing at that high of a level. 
Um, the offense eventually has to has to come on, and it and it will. And and I think that's the the exciting part is that uh, by the by week by week, the offense is going up a little bit. I, I don't know if y'all see it, but it's yeah. slowly going up. It's, it's going up a little bit. Uh, it's going up a little bit. We're starting to see. Okay, now we're now we're we complete a shot on the goal line to start the game off like that. We haven't seen that yet. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, and things like that. So, you know, we go, go ahead and, and win Northwestern and offense um, uh, finally clicks the way it, the way I know it will. And the way I, I, I know those guys can play. Um, and then you go ahead and who we got next Purdue. Yeah. You put it on, you put it on Purdue, come out of there with a win. And all of a sudden, you know, two weeks later, we're looking like a brand new team um, on the offensive side. Not to say they weren't good in the first place, but their their game is going up. And then you you go into Michigan State. You go into Michigan State with with a with a really really confident team, not second guessing. Already got three wins under their belt, and and going in with the same quarterback. Um, there's no question now. And then and then now now you you come out of there with a close game, whatever. And uh, who's next? Wisconsin. Or, uh, or Maryland, 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 a good football team, right? Yeah, Never know yeah. where they're going to be in in three weeks, right? But now, now you get real, really battle. Every week is a battle test, but that's you go if you go three and zero, that's really your your battle test. See where you are, then you you mess around, get a win there, and then everyone starts. Everyone's looking at everyone like looking around, like you know, like what what's going on, right? But that that's how it starts, but. You know, I, I I wouldn't be surprised if it goes that way. Uh, I could see it go that way. Um, it's because of the way the defense is playing. Um, if defense wasn't playing on that level, I wouldn't even – I'd kind of be like, yeah, you know, like we'll be lucky. But defense is going up too. Yeah, and it's a locker room attitude too. It feels different this year than it's felt in some of the years in the past, you know, the way that these guys are, um, you know, just coming out there and playing every single time. I mean, Sands, like I said, like a couple weeks ago, let's forget about that. You know what I mean? That's a team that's probably going to be playing for the national championship this year, right? There, that's that's like way up here. You know, we're still right about here, but I mean, we're definitely in like the top fifty percent of the country as far as that goes. As far as like teams go with our defense, right? We there there aren't a whole lot of teams where I would go in there and think like we don't have a chance to beat this team this week, right? There's and and you know looking at that northwestern game too and because i hadn't looked at the box score i just saw what the final score was um you know but all accounts howard should have won the game i mean you're looking at it they had time of possession there was no turnovers by either team they rushed for more yards they passed for more yards they um i mean they had more yards and penalties but only by like 11 i mean there was all you know like where along these lines, how did Northwestern pull this win off? Right? Like, I mean, that's that you know better than to ask that question, right? I know, but it's still a question everybody always seems to be asking, right? So, you know, and and you look at it, but that's against Howard, like you said, FCS school, no disrespect to FCS schools. You know, I mean, I got one right up the street from me in northern Colorado, right? I mean, so it's like I I love it, you know what I mean? That's a there's some good teams out there. There's some good ball players, you know, that that come out of those schools, as we already know, because we got one right here, you know. So I mean, it's uh, it, there's there's nothing wrong with that, but at the same time, you know, a, a team like Northwestern, you, know, you, you should be outclassing him. Is that your cat? Did he just attack you? <laughs> no, we attacked the other one. <laughs> 
Uh, I couldn't mute fast enough. Oh, that's okay. That's hilarious. Um, but yeah, so I mean, let's let's go out there, win the next game, win the game after that, win the game after that, and see what goes from there. You know, I mean, once this team's bowl eligible, they know that they're going to get the extra practices, the extra game. I mean, people are already projecting us to be like at the Las Vegas Bowl. Some people are projecting us to be out in like Arizona somewhere playing a game. You know, I mean, there's there's all these different matchups that people seem to be putting us in, which wasn't really happening after, you know, week one and two. So that's it's kind of a nice feeling to be thinking about, at least. Um, although I wish they'd hurry up and get bull eligible so I could start figuring out where I was going to book my tickets to for, mm-hmm. for the game. But other than that, um, cool. Well, you know, let's just go ahead. I think, you know, we've been at this for about an hour now. So if you guys want to each give a parting shot, I'll start with you, Abby. With me? Yeah, with you. <laughs> um, a win is a win. Stop complaining about wins. A win is a win, and we will take them. That's it. It's my parting shot. Yeah. Yeah, a win is a win. A win yeah. is a win. And hey, winning, no matter what level you're playing at, I don't care if you're playing in a pickup basketball game, you don't take winning for granted because uh, there's always a loser, so you could always be on the other side. So, um, yeah, I, it's exciting. The defense uh, should give people encouragement. Uh, don't jump the gun. Um, and, and, and you just got to have faith in, in, in the, the culture that's being bred and um, the way that the players ultimately, because uh, coaches don't win football games, players do, right? So uh, the way the players are responding, the way the players are holding each other accountable, uh, the way the players are, uh, how should I say, uh, just just getting dirty and getting 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 to it. Um, it is it's exciting to watch, and uh, I appreciate you for having me on, man. Oh man, I I appreciate you for coming on tonight. You know, it was great. You know, like I said, a lot of people were going to do the bye week, and I just wanted I wanted to just kind of you know we we've talked about it before you, um, when you were on last summer, and I said you know let's get you back on. Um, you know, we gave each other the what's up as you were running off the field, um, and Rutgers and, and, you know, it just, and just seeing you out there on, on, um, I still call it Twitter. I can't call it the other thing. I just, I can't uh, do it. So, weird. <laughs> you know, seeing you, yeah. Right. Seeing you on Twitter and seeing your YouTube videos, the way that you've been, uh, rooting for this team as a fan has just been a kick in the ass as far as I'm concerned. And, and I've, and I've loved every minute of it. And, um, you know, so I appreciate you coming on Abby. Thanks for being my uh, my road dog tonight. I appreciate it. You know, yeah. Redcast Abby, everyone, if you're not already following her on Twitter. If you are following her on Twitter, why aren't you following me? That's what I want to know. But that's a whole different story. But uh, with that, you know, it's another Go Big Redcast. Heard at Sports Network Production. We bounced. <laughs>